Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Diamond Chronicles, true tales of trade, trust, and betrayal. Hi, Colin. Hi, Judy. How are you? I am a little bit under the weather. Again, Judy? I'm always... Again? Like... It's really cloudy and dreary this morning. Oh, so you mean under the weather, like we're under the weather. Yeah. Yeah. Like under the weather. How are you today? I'm, you know, a little bit under the weather. And and let me expand on what she's trying to say is we're in downtown Vancouver here. And the air quality apparently is the worst of any metropolitan city in the world. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know I've been to some pretty... uh, uh, polluted metropolitan cities, too, that come to mind right away. Like? Beijing. Beijing. Beijing, Shanghai. Mm. You know, when I was in Jakarta in Indonesia, that was another city where there was a lot of smog. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so to have the honor of being in... Now, I have to point out, having said that, that on average throughout the year the air in vancouver for a metropolitan city apparently is the best in the world so so this is a bit of an anomaly for us but yeah i will get over it you will get over it but but like if i'm in beijing or or shanghai um my eyes water a little bit my sinuses burn a little bit yeah he's not really pleasant to be around right now guys at the best of times (laughs) right um what is new this week colin well i i I think our format we've decided this week because there's so much interesting news going on in the industry Mm -hmm. confusing interesting fake news a lot of it um <clears throat> Pardon me, see that that cough in my throat? And that's from the, the smoke. It's crazy. Um, it, it, so much interesting news that we've decided as a, um, a new format for the podcast. We're going to talk about the articles. We do this weekly. There's some news that comes out each week, each day. I'm shocked about how much news is coming out right now. But we picked three articles, and we're going to review those quickly. And today's an exciting day because we're going to talk about, over the next few weeks, is robberies and robbery attempts in the diamond industry, some of them on yours truly. So, um, so, Take it away, uh, Juju. Right. <laughs> so which articles are we talking about, first of all? I know you picked some really interesting stories. So we've picked out, curated, I should call it, three articles that we think you guys will be very interested in. Uh, The first one is on Pandora. The biggest jeweler in the world. And people don't understand that Pandora, it's not Tiffany, it's not... No, and they don't claim to be. Right? It's, It's Pandora, that little jeweler that you see in the mall is by far, in terms of revenues globally the biggest jeweler which is crazy to say because the ceo says his average sale is 60 to 70 dollars right crazy just amazing um and they say eight out of ten women recognize the brand pandora so they're very well known um so this article talks about the fact that pandora do they sell 80 dollar engagement rings maybe that's so they were saying that they sell uh 15 pointer diamonds for under a couple hundred So Pandora's new lab-created diamond collection offers accessible luxury. And like we say, they don't claim to be Tiffany. They don't claim to be De Beers. 
Well, but, but you know what I find interesting about mm-hmm. that is where Louis Vuitton has just come out and used the word luxury and association, or LVMH has come out and used the word luxury and association with, with lab-created diamonds. With Here it is now with Pandora. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I'm sorry, I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. They, the best trained eyes in the world can't tell the difference between a diamond that came out of a laboratory and a diamond that comes out of a mine. You know, you're talking about price points that are so far apart. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. And and they're diamonds. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so good for Pandora. What's the next article? The next article is on Russia. So diamonds offered as investment for private investors. You know, I find this one to be... You know where I'm at with the Russian blood diamond issue. Well, apparently what's going on here is Russia is holding uh, meetings and talks about investment in diamonds and making recommendations when the whole world should be banning Russian diamonds. And yet, you know, they've changed the currency that they're dealing with. And they're able to go back out into this world of ours. And the United States and Joe Biden, of whom I'm not a fan, um, sits by idly and lets these guys sell blood diamonds into the markets. Now, what really surprises me here is, in conjunction with the next article... Um, I, I, let's talk about these two together because they kind of go together. Mm-hmm. The next one is the Natural Diamond Council, or the NDC, names new celebrity ambassador Lily James and unveils next global advertising campaign. Does anyone know who Lily James is? Like, this is the actress, right? I was reading about Tiffany t- this morning, and it's Beyonce is doing. Everybody knows who Beyonce is. I had to look up who Lily James is, and her, her largest role are in the 2015 Cinderella movie. Um, that's all. <laughs> but, but here's the problem that the natural, what, what do they call The them? Natural Diamond Council. The Councils. Natural Diamond Council is having problems with funding. funding. So, so in the article, they talk about the fact that the problem they're having is because of Russia. But Russia is doing just fine, according they're to Russia. I'll fine. tell you the problem they're having is they're dealing with natural diamonds. Right, and that's just it. And and Or, or mine diamonds, as I prefer to refer to them. Right, because they're know, all it's natural. Like, it's like organic food, and who knows? It, it, it just means they're grown. So so it's an interesting time in the diamond business. I find it so funny that a no-name actress, that they even bother to... Anyway, I don't want to come across as cynical. We are not cynical. So we cynical. love the industry. We are so involved in the industry at right. every single level globally. But, you know, again, these things, when we read these things, and they're coming from credible sources. and Only credible sources. We right? don't have any articles that come from weird sites. And, and so to see the Russian article come out a day after the, the natural color, the natural diamond foundation or whatever they and call them. Yeah. Right? Like, it just boggles the mind. Interesting stuff. Interesting. So those are the articles that will be attached to this week's letter. Um, if you need more details on this, you can certainly email us or no, call I'll us. No, I'll go ahead and, and attach it. So, and so th- they'll be up read. on the website as well now? They'll be up on our newsletter or our, our mail. Okay, cool. So, so there you go. So that's so. this week. In the diamond industry. The diamond news direct is what we like to call it. And and now we get back to the diamond chronicles Mm -hmm. and we talked about 
So we're going to bring you the true tales of trade, trust, and betrayal. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about, well, Colin will be talking about his experience with getting robbed. Well, the first time. Sorry. There's multiple. Okay. Like, it's the diamond industry, and it's not for the timid. And, you know, the story I'm going to tell today is everybody knows, I think, at this point, that a big part of my career Mm -hmm. has been supplying diamond jewelry stores with diamonds. Even when I used to work with the Gleisberts and I'd have 15 million in a briefcase and hop on a plane and fly out to the East Coast, you, the people you actually worried the most about were the jewelers that you sold to. Because really, really they were the only ones that would know mm. that you're traveling with diamonds. Right. Because you would have an alias. People wouldn't know. That's right. I, we have, have right? this afternoon, is we're, what time in, in the afternoon, we have this fellow from India trying to come in and show us diamonds mm. today. Um, we don't know who he is, so we're certainly not letting him into our high secure offices here, high above the beautiful Marriott Hotel in downtown Vancouver. Mm-hmm. But um, but that's how the the business is conducted. You have to deliver the diamonds, and the first robbery attempt, and it it was a successful attempt on their part that Stop. I ever had. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I've never told you this story, eh? You never I told was, me they were successful in it. Oh, well, I was sitting in, playing backgammon. If anybody wants to play backgammon, I'm available. I don't know what that is. Backgammon. Okay, it's a game board. Board game. Game that board? You can, yeah, that you the can gamble. The smoke is really with. getting to you, hey? What? What? The smoke. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are really getting to me. Um, so you were playing this game. So I was sitting with a jeweler. Okay. Paint the picture. Where were you? Okay, what was the so I, I deal with this jeweler. I deal with the jewelers. I sell them diamonds. That's mm-hmm. my job, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm traveling around in my little uh, BMW, driving around to jewelry stores selling diamonds. In Vancouver? In Vancouver, yes. yeah. At this point, that's where I was. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting, it was three days before Christmas. Uh, day, the 25th of December. I don't like to talk about Christmas a lot because we have a lot of clients who who don't subscribe to Christianity. and oh, so True that. Right? So, but, but it was a few days before Christmas Day, and, you know, I, um, I was sitting playing backgammon with this client of mine who was a jeweler, and we were having a good time, and I got a phone call from another jeweler who was looking for some very specific diamonds. And so coming up to Christmas, it's busy. Everybody's running all over the place. But three days before. <laughs> three days before. It's a before. little last minute. No, it's right up until, I mean, really, Judy, you haven't been here. We'll, we'll be delivering diamond jewelry on Christmas morning. Oh, right. Like, great. well, I will. I doubt you'll be here <laughs> for that one. But literally, I would um, I would run them to the jewelry store. So I go to my vault and get the diamonds and put them in my. Well, I'll tell you the whole story. I used to wear a strap on my leg that I got at uh, Travel Bug. There's travel a little place bug. here, yeah, where you can get things for traveling. You know, so you oh, can hide your money and right, everything. Right, right. So I got a Travel Bug, and it was a um, a thing that wrapped onto my leg, and I would. Um, put the diamonds in there, and away I'd go. <laughs> so no one could just grab you or frisk you or right. and know you had So in this them. case, it wasn't in your pocket. It wasn't in my pocket. And in these days, 
this has got to be, it's a couple decades ago. I was um, in, uh, I used to park my car at DPG Parking on the corner of Richards and West Georgia in downtown Vancouver. Oh, okay. Okay, we drive by there all the Every time day. on the way to our manufacturing mm-hmm. for where we manufacture our jewelry. And um, so I, it was just getting dark. It was in the evening. I was heading out to the jeweler. I went into my vault and headed over to the car. And when I got to the car, I was getting ready to get into the car. And I'm, you know, I'm pretty... Um, pretty cautious even today i mean wherever i go wherever i travel except anymore i don't carry diamonds which is a big difference Mm -hmm. between then and today um we use uh couriers to move them around which is really got sealed up during covid you know with being able to use couriers to do just about everything with uh it's all insured it's very very much safer for certainly for me but in this case i was heading to my car and you know I'll never forget uh, I opened the car door to my little BMW I can't remember which model it was it doesn't really matter and all of a sudden there were two guys on me there was what I was told was a gun at the back of my head and I was forced face down into my little BMW and you know I'll tell you this you guys I had a young family then Oh, my God. Um, I was married, uh, and I literally kept thinking, oh, my goodness, in this life, the last thing I'm ever going to see. These are the weird thoughts when you're a victim of these sorts of assaults. The last thing I'm ever going to see in this world is the... uh, is the floor mat on the passenger side because oh they God. forced me so down. You were face down. Face down. And it's interesting because I had anticipated that someday if I ever got robbed, what my choices would be. And, you know, I took a couple courses on it and I talked to police officers. And the one thing I didn't want to do was see their face. And so as soon as they did it, they started. They sounded like they were Asian. I don't know. What do you mean they sounded like they, they were they Asian? They had an accent. They oh. were, here's what, I can remember distinctly what they were saying. They kept saying, where the fucking diamonds? Where the fucking diamonds? And so uh, what I did immediately was close my eyes because I didn't want to see them. And I started explaining to them where the diamonds were. I didn't offer any resistance whatsoever. Good, as they say you shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. And, and so so uh, I, I said to them, I have these diamonds here. And I have more back at the office. If I'm not going to look at you, if you want to take these now and we can walk back to my office, I'll open the vault, take whatever you want. I have a young family. I have, you know, a wife and and at that point, two small children and, you know. And so they really didn't say very much after that. They took the strap off my leg. um, And then they told me not to look up and, or they fucking kill me is what they were saying we had a gun to the back of your yeah, head I had a, well yeah that's what they, they say that yeah they said it was a gun they i assume it was i mean and um yeah it gives me yeah it, um sorry i haven't talked about this in a it's long okay. time take your time so uh yeah so they forced me down i was in the car and then they told me to stay there and don't move and you know i'll tell you what 
At this point, they took the car keys, they threw them. I didn't know this at the time. Um, and uh, I don't know to this day how long I stayed with my face down. It seemed like two minutes. It was probably two hours before I had oh the God. nerve to move. Yeah. And the amount of things that run through your mind are mm -hmm. absolutely unbelievable. Mm -hmm. But what they'd done is just robbed me. It was like being mugged, I guess, and you know what you hear about goes on in New York. They pushed me, they 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 forced me down. They <clears throat> took my my diamonds and they they left. Would you mind sharing how many carats worth of diamonds you think you, you had? You know, it's a good time? question. It really wasn't that much. It was only about twenty three thousand dollars worth of diamonds. It was at the time though twenty three thousand. Well, twenty three thousand at this yeah. time, I think for most people, is <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah. Right? It, it wasn't a lot. I mean, you know, a lot of things go through your mind. I mean, the, it, again, trade, trust, and betrayal. I mean, there's guys out there right now who are doing what I used to do when I would have 15 million mm -hmm. in a briefcase. Mm -hmm. And you can take all the precautions in the world, but if a jeweler tells one of his friends who you are and the money's there, and, and you know, not to cast dispersions, most jewelers are great, terrific people. Right. Um, but that was one of the main sources of concern. And did you ever find out who the people Yeah, it was were? funny. I called the police after I sort of came to, yeah. and I explained the whole thing, and they didn't really seem to care very much. In fact, they took me, and they took me in their car and said, well, because I never would have identified them. And I said to the police, I don't know who they are. I didn't right. look. Right. Right? But they still took me in the car, I remember, and took me for a little drive around to see if I could see anybody that looked like them, which I found quite fascinating. That's kind of funny. Even if I did. Right, but I didn't see anything, and so so that was my first real involvement in in really getting, you know, robbed. Mm. Now, despite all these dangers of being a diamond dealer, do you ever have any regrets of being one? What a good question. Um, no, absolutely not. I mean, this is what comes with the business, right? I mean, you know, if you're going to take these, you know, the business has been very financially rewarding for me. And uh, if you're going to be in this business, there is a risk. Mm -hmm. And you can mitigate risk and minimize risk. You know, I mean, I don't know how that guy knew I had diamonds on me. I don't know if it was a setup from that jeweler. But I know I was ready for it. And, you know, ever since then, we've taken so many steps mm -hmm. to, to ensure not just the safety of me, but the safety of our employees. And, right. and you know, I mean, that's, that's the reality. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't keep goods any. We always keep them in the vault now. And yeah. the vault is not um, a, a vault where a criminal can get access. The vault is a vault in a bank. Mm -hmm. Right where we have to go, and we and you're do. insured for it, right? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. And and you know, working like that, you know, when you talk about overheads, when I had thirty three hundred square feet of office space in the World Trade Center, oh. our our in our insurance costs were astronomical. I bet. But here's the thing: anything equal to what you insure in your office that's in a safe deposit box is free. 
And so they just include it on the rider. And so, you know, our clients, I want you to know, one of the things we fight for and, and we're very good at is, and we give a guarantee for life, is on our prices of our diamonds, given the quality. And um, so one thing we don't have to pay for, the way we've structured the business, is for insurance, like other people. I mean, if we meet with clients for to view diamonds, that's a different ball game. But many of our clients now choose to come to the vault at the bank, and we show yeah. the stones right there. That's pretty cool. This is, what is it I call it now? It's rock bottom. Rock bottom. This is, if you want the best price on the world's most beautiful diamonds, this is where they come from. Pure and simple. So, yeah, so there was a police investigation. They didn't really look into much. They had little to go on. I mean, they did fingerprinting on my car, I recall, at the oh, wow. time. Oh, yeah. No, they were they were hoping they would get them. And but they found nothing. Nothing. Crazy stuff. Yeah. And the things these criminals say to you, these robbers say to you when they're robbing you, is it's scary stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, they know what they're doing. It's not like I'm going to rat them out for you know twenty three thousand dollars it's right. just not even worth it no, so it's not. It's yeah very scary experience well there's more of them so there's yeah. more to come i mean but this <laughs> is you know we talk about this this is trade trust and betrayal mm -hmm. and uh there's so many twisted tales and stories as you already know judy that we haven't even started to talk about mm -hmm. but yeah the robbery at dpg I, I or was it dpi parking geez i can't even remember now i think it was dpi anyway it's one of the two right and my parking spot up there and mm. that was it well, thanks so much for sharing your story, Colin. It sounds like a very scary experience. It was a very scary experience. In fact, weeks and weeks after, you know, every time I touched that part of my head, I would get goosebumps and where they held the gun against my head. It's called and PTSD, babe. I, I, yeah, PTSD. I had to go see a psychologist and stuff to work through all of that. Yeah. It was really quite traumatic. And I'm not the... Um, uh, Frady cat type. I was going to say pussy, but I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> I'm not a pussy at all. And and but it was it was a scary experience. You learn to grow thick skin, though. I mean, having experienced all this stuff. Yeah, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And what is it? Goethe said that which does not kill us makes us stronger. Mm -hmm. So we're a little bit stronger, a little bit wiser, and a hundred percent more secure. There you go. So thank you, Judy. Thanks for being here this week. You're so um, welcome. Next week, we'll do robbery at the World Trade Center or not. This is one hell of a story on a dun, gang dun, dun, dun. trying to infiltrate and and, and rob us. Mm -hmm. Okay, everyone, stay tuned for our episode next week. This is episode 13, lucky number 13 this team? week. I think so. I think it's 14. Oh, is Let's it? Let's see who's right. Did I miss lucky number 13? Hang on. Oh, just kidding. You're right. I'm wrong. Again. Episode Please 13. Please finish your sentences. You're right. I'm wrong. Again. No? I'm not going to comment on that. That doesn't warrant any comment. Bye. Great to be here with you again this week there. Juju. I think it's that's just call. wrong. Okay. Take, Take care, care, everybody.